This is Ryan Kinseth with the SoCal Artist Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about some takeaways from my most recent live event painting. And if you are a dedicated listener to this podcast, please, please, please write a review and give me a rating here. It really helps me to understand where to go with the podcast and some new ideas and where to take it. And yes, I am also doing interviews in the near future as well. So let's get into the podcast. So like I said, this episode is going to be about my most recent live events, which there were two in the last few weeks here. And one was a wedding painting. One was actually at a pop-up comedy show. We're going to start here with the wedding painting, but this is going to be a great episode for those of you that are looking to get into event painting, live event painting, or maybe you're just curious about this side of the business and the art realm. So hope this brings some value and just or just maybe entertainment but there's a lot of takeaways that have happened from these two events so to get us started uh the live event painting for the wedding that was up in sonoma and with my live event painting i charged for travel and expenses to be covered which in the early stages here, I actually was avoiding a flight to do the travel for the weddings, and I needed to figure out a better alternative to flying, which up to Sonoma, it's about a six-hour drive, so instead of charging for the flight and the check-in for the cost and materials that I'd be checking in, which would have been the painting, uh, the painting case that I purchased from Archival Methods, great case by the way. And also just to check in for the easel and the paints, I figured I'm going to go old school with this, drive and have all my supplies in my car and I will charge for expenses for driving. So I, the venue was up in Sonoma, beautiful area and the couple I was actually friends with in the past and uh, it was just a great experience. I knew people at the wedding and um, we, the way I do my wedding painting is, or event painting is, I have a consultation about a month prior to the painting itself, where we can discuss the details, what we're going to be covering, whether it's a moment during the ceremony, pre-ceremony, um, what elements we'd like in the painting, if there's a preference on the palette, uh, the landscape or portrait type uh, dimensions of the painting. And yeah, we, we just cover that well before the actual painting happens. And then we covered in that consultation. So I knew what to do going into this. I knew I, they wanted a little bit more further out at the ceremony. And I knew she wanted her dress and, and the painting to be a, a major factor. And uh, to get the lily pond in the background of this beautiful venue. So I knew this was going to happen at the ceremony. And when I got there, I set up my easel and I actually was looking for the best spot or guests were going to come by. 
and try to find a spot that was going to be very entertaining. It was a smaller wedding, maybe 150 guests or so. And so I needed a more trafficy area. My first spot that I picked was not good. The I set up my easel and suddenly the valley winds from up north were coming in hot. And my easel was not really moving that much, but what was moving was um, was everything around it. It was anything that was not tied down was moving. I had an umbrella there that the wedding coordinator gave me, and the umbrella was lit. This thing was heavy, so heavy, and I I consider myself a, a strength trainer, and I do a lot of lifting, and this thing was nuts, and it was it was going wild. I thought it was going to tip over and run into my painting and the easel and knock everything off. But that was, so I set up my easel and I'm like, okay, it's a couple hours prior to the ceremony and I have time to take reference photos. So I was taking reference photos of the ceremony of where the venue was located and was just getting some good lighting, some good background pictures that I can use in case at the ceremony a lot of it is covered up with the people and surroundings so I can use that as a reference back and forth and I ended up getting a lot a lot of reference photos fast forward to when the the couple came out and I was buddying up with the photographers the videographers and taking some reference photos from just them walking around, just in case we were to land on one of these, um, these pose shots prior to the ceremony. But I also, I, there was two things I was trying to accomplish. One was, okay, if the ceremony, if we don't end up getting some good candid shots, we can always lean back on these, these reference shots prior. Or I'm going to make sure I get a good shot of if Sheena and Quinn were the, the couple there. A good shot of them with the same lighting that they would have when they were standing at the ceremony. So with the bride on the left side and the, and the groom on the right and the lighting coming from the right and hitting the, the, the left side of their faces. So as long as they had the same type of lighting and we had the same configuration of where they'd be standing at the ceremony, we were going to be set in stone. So I got my reference shots and then the ceremony came and I was taking reference shots. During the ceremony, I was walking up the aisle uh, with the videographer and photographer, although timidly um, was still walking up the aisle and we get good enough reference shots there and would stay low enough so I'm not in the way of the guests at the wedding. And I would take shots from from further back. I was waiting for the lighting to hit certain angles. I was waiting for candid moments to happen because the creativity or the creative freedom was kind of left up to me in terms of what moment from the ceremony. We just knew it was going to be at the ceremony. Got as much shots as possible. And the reason I'm different from a lot of wedding painters is I actually don't show up and start painting the background like a lot of wedding painters do. But I think the reason this works for me is because I'm pretty fast and I also like to make everything cohesive in one one type of flow. And so painting the background first is going to be 
not the way I typically would go about a painting because I'm not just painting the background and painting people on top of it. I'm painting the people into the background, if that makes sense. So I had the reference shots. I get back to my easel. My easel is set up, but it's blowing all over the place. And I'm getting word from people that it's going to lighten up. And I'm getting word that it's going to get even stronger. So I'm kind of getting mixed signals. And 10 minutes before the ceremony is about to end. And I, uh, I'm i like, we need to move this before everyone leaves to come out to the reception area. And... It, it's going to cause problems if if people come out and my thing's blowing all over the place and I'm trying to move it at the same time. So I ended up moving my entire setup over to outside this little barn area, which was right where the cocktail hour was going to be, right where the dance area was going to be. Ended up being a way better spot for cover from the natural elements. And it ended up being... <laughs> Just, just a great spot in general because I also had an outlet there alongside the other spot, but the natural elements were not going against me. So, so throughout the night, I was painting. I was getting started with the painting. I, I started with my my earthy colors, which is typically like um, a burnt sienna type color or... Uh, I added a little cadmium orange. I was experimenting with some palettes that I've used with um, one of the instructors I've worked with, Kai, and also uh, from Richard Schmidt's Ella Prima palette. I had a kind of a combo going there. So I also had a transparent brown oxide and was getting the getting the beginning stages with that that brown. And I moved on to you know my blues and my midtones and started getting this. Um, set in stone because the entire beginning portion of the painting was brownish orangish type color so we're going to offset that and it's going to be I knew it was going to be a bright bluish greenish painting with the oranges peeking through and the reds and oranges and pinks so uh, everything was going smoothly throughout the night um, only at times did I have some situations come up where I accidentally smudged the face of uh, one of the individuals in the painting and was really praying they wouldn't come by to look at it because I needed to, <laughs> it was not flattering and I needed to fix that. And it, I was working with such a small, um, the details of the individuals were very small in the painting. So it was definitely a lot of concentration, but a ton of reception that was happening from the guests, people were coming up and after like two hours and like, oh my gosh, is this like done? And I was like, no, we're like 50, 45% done right now. And I, and they're like, how are you gonna do more? Like, it was great. And I think people were realizing I can paint very quickly and I can bring in a lot of colors and I can keep layering on top of this. So yeah. Um, only one situation came up where a guest was putting their hand extremely close to the painting and he was asking questions and he's like, oh, so this part here and would get about half an inch away from the painting and would would act like he was like, do you cover this while waving his hand a half an inch of away? And I'm like, if he smudged that with his hand, it actually would have smudged the entire painting. I held my breath and... 
I, it was one of those moments where I didn't want to say, I literally gasped. I went, and I, and I held my breath because I felt like one thing I said to him would accidentally make him touch the painting. So I was literally sitting there on edge, like couldn't even speak because he was so close to just smearing the painting and it's oil. So this is all wet. It's all flowy. It's all a la prima. But um, other than that, everything was going very smooth. I think in the future, something that would help is having a better iPad stand for my references, having uh, some paintbrush type of stand because it was it was uh, tough to go back and forth between my paints, my paintbrushes, which was in the back of my easel. And to also have a little desk that has my name and sign and my business cards on there because I was manually passing them out when people would ask and it would have been easier to just put out a, a desk. So that was um that was it and you know the bride came the bride and the groom came by at the end and were raving about it. I the families of the bride and the groom were in love with it. I was extremely happy it ended at I, I got started with the painting around 5.45 and this ended at 11.15 at night. And we were, I mean, we were about 80% of the way done with this painting. I mean, it was it was pretty far in. It was impressionistic. It was um, smaller details, but still in an impressionistic style and just a lot of color. And overall, uh, extreme success. So... The, t the takeaways I learned from this this entire experience at this this wedding was be aware of the natural elements when you were setting up for live painting and try to find the spot earlier rather than later to avoid any problems and maybe ask around from locals or people that work the venues if it's going to be a problem that day or um, ways to avoid that problem. Some other takeaways would be to build out my set of that painting in my house to see how it would look and what elements are missing um, from my setup that would help bring attraction to, to that area. I think that's an overall type of um, event that you can bring a lot of attention to, to your painting and you can bring a lot of attention to your business itself and find ways to market itself itself without being the main person to have to have the conversations with people while you're painting or to just be able to direct them to that, to that table and have a QR scan code and let them do the work as well. So that was overall an extreme success and the painting is done at this point i'm going to gesso the, the sides of the canvas and going to deliver to the to the couple at the end of this week and or early next week and yeah um just a great time so if you have questions about how anything about this experience please feel free to email me i'm always available there so now let's talk about the comedy show painting so this this comedy show was a pop-up event that was at a fitness outdoor area. And I, my sister works at this fitness studio, same with her boyfriend. And they wanted me to all come out and 
let's paint a comic. And that was new for me. I mean, I've never painted at a comedy show before. So I was, I was definitely intimidated at first and was hoping the combo of the live painting and the, the set itself were going to be cohesive. So that involved, um, that the beginning of this was me setting up at, uh, camp, which is the fitness studio. And they had a big outdoor area with chairs set up across the entire set. They had a little stage present, some lights overhead between the two studios. There was a lot of space there, but not as much space to put the easel itself. There was a ramp that walked up behind the chairs um, that originally one of the owners was like, you can paint on the ramp, but it didn't make sense because guests need to come by and be able to see the painting and they can't do that on the ramp. It's also a liability a, a bit as well because the easel is pretty, pretty wide. So I, I, one of the situations that came up early on was where can I put this, this easel set up and where it's in a good spot. It's not taking away from the comedy show. It's just adding to it and it's not in the way. So we landed at the bottom of this ramp where it was behind all the chairs and it actually ended up being a pretty decent spot. Um, but yeah, I mean, when setting this up and getting started with the background, I only had three hours for this painting to work. It, actually two and a half, but I started 30 minutes early. So I knew this was gonna be one of the quickest paintings I was gonna work on. And setting up, there was still studio uh, fitness sessions going on. So a lot of people were walking back and forth where I was setting up, which did kind of cause some, some issues to begin with. So it would have been probably better to coordinate with the owners prior to, to being there. Although I did take this on a day's notice. So it, it would have been great to, to discuss prior to, to how I'm going to need the setup and kind of relay that information to them and what's going to need to happen, how soon, where can I set this up, and how can we direct traffic around where I'm setting up here. And yeah, but um, I had an extension cord that, that went all, all the way to the to the studio which was great and it wasn't in the way of people tripping or becoming a liability which is something i was very very adamant about that it couldn't be a hazard and it would be enough for my easel light so yeah we got all that set up and this show went great as well i mean it was an interesting combo i a lot of people were watching from afar or from behind because there was about a couple hundred people at this show and some people were behind my my painting and some people were in front of me in the chairs. But there was some food stations and drink stations near me. So when they come by, they could see the progress that was happening with the painting. I also got a lot of feedback from people afterwards that were telling me I was watching you from, for the entire session. I would look, look over and I was just in awe and... That was rewarding to hear because I can't see if people are watching me unless they come up to the booth. So it was great to hear people were watching the, the creative process happen from start to finish. For this painting, I took a lot of reference photos with T, the comic, who I was painting, one of the owners and um, people running the studio and comics, hilarious guy and set. And we took reference shots of him with the mic. Um, only issue I... I 
he even told me this issue, so this was on me, but he said, I'm going to change into a gray shirt when he does a set. And I said, oh, no worries. We'll take the we'll take these references. And I imagined it wasn't going to be much different than his shirt right there because it wasn't that far off of gray. But it turned out he was kind of in like a gray bodysuit, which would have been cool to take references of there. And, not, and I only realized this when he actually went up and did his set. But other than that, I mean, I got a solid painting out of this after two and a half hours, three hours, which I was stoked because it's it's really my style to paint quick a la prima and this all comes from my live painting classes i take with the workshops i take with models with sitters people that are sitting there right in front of you you have three hour sessions with multiple breaks to paint people and just working on this live has become such a tool in my toolkit that I've been able to bring to the event painting space. So this comedy show, I mean, the only issues that came up really was just during setup with all the traffic coming by, it was hard to, to get set up and having to move my stuff and direct people where to go around me. That was difficult. Other than that, um, probably would have been cool to, to get a final like, hey, let's look at the painting at the end of, and talk to them about that at the show. But people still came by and like, oh, wow, it's finished and would take a look and take pictures. But that one I had a desk set up, which I learned you know, from the wedding painting. I'm like, let's get a desk on this one. And that was great having the desk and, and ability for people to take flyers and take cards. And yeah, I had my QR code on this. Um, only thing missing still is my sign, which I'm going to make on Canva and get ordered through walgreens or staples or you know maybe look for maybe canva actually um will print signs i just need to make sure it's affordable but yeah the takeaways i mean is i think the biggest takeaway is set up your your set in your apartment or house and just look at it and figure out what what are you going to need to do to make this the best possible set for you to be there present in, in the event and don't wait till the event to, to try to tweak things with your set get that set up prior to it and you will be successful you will be more confident with how you are looking in this entertainment environment and you can focus more on the painting itself so this was my episode for just learnings on live event painting and just a couple of stories for the live event painting. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please, please, please write a review and give me a rating. It really, really helps. I promise, especially with the review itself where you can tell me what you're liking and what you'd like to hear. And... If you are looking to have any live event painting done, please feel free to reach out. You can look at my portfolio that's in my bio. Um, you can go to my website at ryankinsethart.com. Um, you must say on my Instagram. And please feel free to reach out to me if you're interested in any live wedding painting. Thank you all, and I appreciate all of you for everything and supporting me in this podcast. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. 